Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That's Logan Paulson. Speaking of defense, uh, what's your big takeaway upon further review of the commander's defense and how they performed on Sunday? I think it fell pretty much right in line with my expectation for the defense, um, which isn't like that it was great, but it wasn't bad. It was somewhere kind of in the middle, right? There was some penalties in the secondary. That's a point of emphasis. You're going to see that kind of throughout probably for the first five weeks of the season. Um, you know, William Jackson III, I think he fell down on a route. He got beat on a double move. Kendall Fuller got beat on a double move. And for me, like, you know, I've, I, people are messaging me saying, oh, like he played terrible. But I actually think he played physical. He had eight tackles or something like that, William Jackson III. He was tight in coverage outside of maybe one or two plays. I think you say I feel pretty good about that performance. Are there areas – and I guess the reason I bring that up is – he played pretty good, but there's two plays in there where if Trevor Lawrence isn't Trevor Lawrence, those are much bigger plays and maybe in lead and most likely lead to points, right? And same thing with Kendall Fuller, right? So um, I think, I, but I think that's part of defense in the NFL in 2022 is you can't win them all. And one of the things I really loved about this game specifically is how the defensive line showed up and was able to help and protect the secondary from some of those uh, issues that they were having. So I think that's something that really stood out to me. Montez Sweat, you know, he ended up with a sack, but he was dominant against Cam Robinson, which is something that we talked about. And it was great to see him be that productive. Deron Payne, again, working those uh, interior TT stunts with John Allen, was able to get a whole bunch of pressure. Great job. You know, Casey Twohill, James Smith-Williams guys were productive on their rushes. F.A. Obata had some productive rushes. So for them to cultivate that kind of pressure, and then props to Jack Del Rio as well, too, for developing a blitz, blitz packages that confused uh, Trevor Lawrence and led to free runners, all that stuff is good. So I think game plan was solid. I think the play was pretty solid. And I think, um, but I do think that against better teams, they probably would be exploited a little bit more. So I think maybe this is a good one to kind of start the season out, out with and they can learn and grow with some stuff and get in a better spot going into week two. Yeah, I think that you definitely walk away with a win in this game in part because of who you're playing. Like, I mean, that's true any week. So it's not like, you know, 
wow analysis yeah, yeah. there but yeah. you know it is the kind of thing where it's like yeah you got lucky because trevor lawrence missed a touchdown and travis Etienne dropped another one and you know maybe yeah. some things that that you don't get away with against better teams and like you know is that better team the chiefs definitely is that better team <laughs> the lions like maybe you yeah. know how much better does the team have to be than what jacksonville and this very young state that the jaguars are in like how much better does that team have to be before you don't get away with those things? I think that's that's kind of the TBD of this season where you have the much weaker schedule. Um, things that I liked from the defense were definitely include the blitz package. I love using Jamie yeah. Davis as a blitzer. I thought he was really effective in certain spots. Even if he didn't always get home, he got home with a one time and they, they wound up calling it back. Um, yeah. But he there's a couple other plays where Lawrence rushes throws and you, you watch it back and you're like, oh, 52 is in the backfield right in his grill. That. That makes a lot of sense. I think Benjamin St. Juice had a great day as a blitzer. I know Jackson yeah. came at least twice off the corner. Like, would you make overall the blitz package uh, and and their ability to even if when even if they're not always going to get home to affect Lawrence in a way that that ultimately helps them put up a winning performance? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the perfect iteration or perfect example of, of why it's significant is in the red zone. You know, Trevor Lawrence uh, has uh, Zay Jones on a corner route to Fuller. And he's open. He sees it, and he just has to kind of move his front, his plant foot out a little bit, and kind of fall away from a throw because Benjamin St. Juice is about to blow him up. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. it's just a subtle effect, but the ball is maybe three inches too far, too high, and Zay Jones drops like pass. Jones drive, dives forward, and Fuller kind of falls on top of him. Yeah, it was like in the corner, the left corner of the yeah. end zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like that's the perfect example, right? Or, or, or I think another great example is, um, you know, on the double move where uh, William Jackson third gets beat, Montez Sweat hits uh, Lawrence's arm, and it doesn't really affect the spiral, but it definitely affects the trajectory. And so you see plays like that, and you're like, that's where the pressure, that's where the blitz is, that's where the rush philosophy really pays dividends and that happened multiple times in this game right then you know you hear tana you hear smoot you hear um you know sean springs these guys that play defensive back london fletcher uh, he's like you know what makes good coverage and the, the emphatic answer from those guys is good rushes now that's a little bit of an oversimplification because rush rush does affect coverage but i think in this game the rush definitely impacted the coverage in a positive way like there was a whole bunch of times where you know lawrence is stepping up he doesn't see his first read right away, right away, and he's moving to his second read. And it's not like his process was slow, and he gets smoked. You know what I mean? Like hard hit as he's releasing the football, and that paid dividends down the road because there were other times where he steps up. There's good pocket, but he's feeling phantom pressure because I, you know, there was a there was a series. I forget which one it was. Maybe the fourth series of the game where he was hit, probably hit, not sacked, whatever. Probably eight mm -hmm. consecutive plays, and then it comes cool. time for them in the red zone. And then he steps out versus nothing and he misses a read and that would have been there for, you know, probably a touchdown. And so, again, like that's why that stuff's so impactful. And um, and so, yeah, love the blitzes, love how the guys executed the blitzes, love the 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 line. The line deserves a ton of credit because they rushed very cohesively. Like there was a play, John Allen sack, actually, where Montez Sweat kind of goes off script. And the reason I think he goes off script is because John is in a 2i, which is inside the guard. And Montez is outside the tackle. So in a pass rush, if you're going to run a game, usually John would be outside the guard and they'd be kind of ready to run the game on the tackle. He's lined up inside the inside the guard and Montez Sweat just beelines through the tackle's inside shoulder. And John 
through all of his awareness, looks up and then just reacts to Montez and is able to catch Lawrence, who's flushing out of the pocket. Like that is guys who've rushed together. Like we talked about last year, a ton is like being on the same page. You can't be more on the same page than that because it looks to me like Sweat's just doing his own thing. John feels it in like an instant and says, I need to adjust to this and let's go from a two eye, which is really tough to do. So again, like they just did a great job feeling each other out. You know, Casey Tuhill and um, Wise, Daniel Wise, uh, Deron Payne, they did an excellent job on the other side in terms of rushes and games. Casey had a couple pressures and hits. And yeah, like Casey, I like I already Casey showed up. And I already said James did a great job too. So, you know, just they all seem to be on the same page and it paid dividends in terms of pressure, which again, totally helped the back end. Like against a better team, against a better all line. I don't know if we're getting the same production out of this group, but I think that kind of coincides with my vision of this group. I think I think a good a, a positive scenario for them is finishing in the top 15. You know, like I don't think they're like an amazing defense, if that makes sense. Yeah. The other thing that helps them too is they're up in this game. Like the offense yes. helps them out. Yes. Um and, and so there were situations where they could just pin their ears back and go. And and obviously late in the game when it's the ultimate kind of situation, that two minute drill um after the commanders had taken what would ultimately be the the game winning lead. Um Montez Sweat was a monster on that drive. Just pinned his ears back when at three of the last four plays that he hits Lawrence, including the interception. So it's that that is helpful a lot, which also leads to the run defense, which I want to talk about in a second. Yeah, well, and I was just going to say on that last drive, but I'm so glad you brought it up. Cam Robinson was so flustered. Like there was a play where he's getting chip help, I think, from the it was either the tight end or the running back. And one of the things you can tell a tackle's flustered if they try to jump off of a chip because it's kind of bad technique, right? It's like you, you know the chip's coming, the chip hits, and you're hoping to catch them before they can get back into their rush. And in a third down situation, that usually doesn't work, right? On first and second down, yes, right? Because the, the, the rusher's kind of like, is it run? Am I confused? And to see him trying that technique at that moment of the game, which is like, I got to have it, need a good protection. I know I got chip help. Like, I'm going to set this conservatively like a professional and get this done. Um, and to see him kind of panic like that, I think just speaks to how Montez was just kind of taking him behind the, the woodshed and just beating the crap out of him from a pass rush standpoint. So... Didn't get any pressure. Didn't get a lot of statistical production, but man, right. he was stressing he was, him tremendously. Yeah, and a lot of times when Lawrence was flushing out of the pocket, you're like, "Who's chasing him?" Oh, ninety is. Of course he is, because Montez. Right. That I mean, he's such a, a freakish athlete that he can chase just about anyone down and, and make them uh, feel that heat. So the one area where statistically it wasn't super pretty, and they definitely get, got gashed on multiple occasions, was the run game. Yeah. Um, I know uh, on a couple of those, it looked like, at least in my eye, uh, looked like Bobby McCain got out of got out of gap, and that's the thing. Like especially when it's a safety, this is not really a knock on Bobby. I mean, it is within the context of the game, but he's a good football player. Like when it's the safety's out of gap, like that's when you get the twenty five yarder. It's a D lineman right. who's out of gap. You you have two more layers of, of defenders uh, that can fill in. Uh, that was and on try the first make big run of the game, right? First big. Yeah, run. yeah, yeah. He got kicked inside, and London said it on on the radio broadcast. At that point, I was still driving home. Um, mm -hmm. And I heard London say it, went back and watched it. I was like, yep, there's 20. That's not good. Um, well, I'll but, say this about that as, as the game went, like we see we see multiple guys get out of gap, you know, and sometimes you just get beat. Sometimes you get washed. But what do you make of the run defense overall? And, and, you know, you can start obviously with that play. So that play I think is really interesting because what they did is they ran a run stunt, which are very effective versus like outside zone teams, gap scheme teams, because basically what happens is you take the, the one of the defensive tackles and you pinch them weak which picks the backside guard 
for the other defensive tackle who scrapes over the top and is basically right in the hole. And on that specific play, John is running the pick for Big Phil, and they do a great job. But Allen does such a good job that he kind of trips over the tackle who's or the guard who's like falling to the ground. And so technically that's his new gap, right? Is that that gap between the 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 center and the guard. And so he, because he's tripping, kind of falls out of the gap. And Big Phil is scraping to the front side A. And so because John fell, basically, there's a huge hole there. Huge mm-hmm. hole. And again, that's like one of those things that just happens sometimes in games, right? John does a really nice technique, but again, gets a little tripped up, kind of falls down off balance, running back runs, runs right by him. That's his tackle to make for a loss, probably, if he keeps his feet there, right? And then they're into the secondary. And again, because he's knocked off the guard, the guard's on the linebacker. It just gets really messy because the play is designed for John to make that tackle there. So he doesn't make it. And then obviously people are out of their gaps and stuff, but that's that's part of football and fitting runs. Um, the other thing is like there was a couple times where like F.A. Obata was on the edge. Uh, Manhurst, who, in my opinion, is one of like the top five, top ten blocking tight ends in the NFL, does a great job securing the edge to get around the corner. Um, and then I think Jacksonville deserves some credit because they, they did a really good job of kind of throwing in some unique looks in the run game. So like one – uh, specifically is when they do like, it was like a fake power, like so fake, you know, pull to the right. And then they, or no, it was fake jet sweep, jet sweep to the offensive right. And then he opens up and then pitches it to the back, Etienne, uh, who's running to the left, kind of outside some blockers. And again, mm-hmm. like people played it pretty good. But again, like that's just a good play by them. And like uh, McCain got caught inside on the down block. Casey chases it down, which is what he's supposed to do. There's nobody scraping over the top. It ends up being like a 15-yard gain, 20-yard gain. And again, that's like a kind of a unique look for the defense to be dealing with on a, on a kind of a game plan specific run. So I, I guarantee you they'll get that corrected. That's something they'll fix. Um, and uh, and yeah, I think I think that's something that'll be better next week. Um, it was really cool for me to see uh, Robinson kind of watch him and just see how good he is as a runner uh, for Jacksonville. Yeah, he did some really, really nice stuff. Player. And then Etienne's a good football player too. So hats off to them. And I think they deserve a lot of credit. But I think when you look at the aggregate, you know, in terms of when they were effective, it was on a kind of a couple of runs and not every single run. Um, and so I think that that should be kind of kept in perspective. It was kind of like much like the coverage. Like sometimes the coverage was bad, people falling down. Um, and that happens in the run game too. Guys just get out of our gap. And that's the, one of the challenges of playing this, like this, eight, this gapped out front, you know, is everyone needs to do their job like all the time. So. Yeah, there's not a lot of security behind if one guy gets sure. beat or one guy slips or one guy gets blocked. Um, you're just kind of toast, uh, especially yeah. if that guy's the safety. And like again, it's two plays for McCain. Um, and as you mentioned, there, there's the the John Allen element in the front of the first one, but like those two plays where McCain can probably sure it up for you know it, maybe it's still a seven yard gain. Like you wind up giving up 45 yards of rushing uh, because sure. your safety gets blocked and and that's that's the nature of the defense. Um, what'd you make of the line? Last thing on the defense real quick, uh, Jamin and Cole. Um, I yeah. look like they had a, a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, obviously, you know, for Jamin, like he gets away with some stuff, right? Like he, yeah. he gets away with, uh, the, the ball to Etienne on the first drive. Uh, and his day looks very differently. If, if Lawrence completes that he does it, um, sure. you know, I think people generally look at, I certainly look at the play where Christian Kurt gets him and I'm like, that's a scheme design issue. I don't put that on Jamin. You sure. can't expect Jamin. To and by the way, Christian Kirk, he may be worth some of that money. That was a he, good we'll football see. player. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Gate week one, right? But yeah, yeah, week one. Job. But like, damn, he he can go. Um, but he gets out there in space on Jamin. Like that's 
I mean, Ron even said it to a point after the game. He's like, yeah, Jamin could have done better, but like, we probably don't want that matchup. Um, yeah. And so what'd you make of, of their days, uh, both Cole and Jamin? So I think the one kind of issue for Jamin was the touchdown or the, the almost touchdown to Etienne, right? He he's, he's funny cause he's really athletic, but there's times where, you know, I, I think on the Christian Kirk play that maybe this is a better example on the Christian Kirk play. Like he, as near as I can tell, he's got safety help inside, but he's leveraged himself inside of the receiver. And he's, you know, to give him credit, like athletically, like he held up pretty well in that situation against a guy who runs like a four, three, you know what I mean? Yeah. For him to kind of shift his hips and change direction and keep those windows pretty small, like good for him. You know what I mean? Like good job, but you could make that better. Is it like specifically the one in the red zone, leverage yourself outside, if he runs inside, Forrest is right there. Like, and use your help. And so, like, that's one thing Ron said about him last year in coverage is like he's tremendously athletic, and you see it. But know the like, understand the structure of the defense. Understand where your help is. Understand where you can funnel people. The the other was one like in the middle of the field that Kirk cocked the ball. I thought that was kind of tough because there doesn't seem to be any help anywhere for yeah. him. It's just I think kind that's of one on one that, that most people are talking about. Yeah, yeah, and again, like. Kirk gives him a, a little shake, gets back inside, and you're like, where is anybody? Yeah, and you're like, and, and again, for Jamin to even make the tackle on that play is, again, for him to run that down make the tackle, like, that's an athletic plus. But again, know what your skill set is, know where your help is. And the other one, on the on the wheel route, right, the running back comes and kind of does like a little pitter-pat, and you can tell he's thinking outbreak. So the second he goes out, he undercuts kind of an out, and then he runs a wheel. And again, that comes with experience, that comes with timing, that comes with an understanding, and I think he'll improve that. But outside of that, and again, like in some ways, the athletic match, the, what he showed athletically against Kirk, like I was actually impressed with. Because people need to understand, like Christian Kirk, he's a freak athlete in terms of short area quickness, right? And for Jamin to even keep it close was good. Again, know where your help is, Jamin, if that if one thing we're taking away from this. And then in terms of the run game, I think Jamin did a really nice job of just showing up to the party, right? Fitting his gap, being physical, running stuff down, playing with a sense of urgency, which to me, and we've talked about this before, is a huge improvement on what he did last year. So like mm -hmm. that is like, is Jamin better than last year? 100%. Like he doesn't even look like the same player sometimes. So that's encouraging. Can he still get better? One, 100%. Yes. And I think he will get better as he plays more and as he gets more experience. Ron's been emphatic about that this offseason in terms of he's a guy who just needs to see it. He's not a guy who does well in the classroom. He needs it on the field, in the walkthrough. And that's what these are, basically, is opportunities for him to improve, kind of see how offenses are trying to attack him and his skill set. Cole, I thought, did a nice job. He kind of had a quiet day. You know, I think he, he just yeah. didn't show up in a lot of tackles. Just Which kind is of did odd his, for him. Yeah, just, and again, like, kind of quiet, didn't do a ton of stuff. And I think... That's kind of characterized his preseason and his training camp. Um, and so, again, something to keep an eye on moving forward is is where is that going? Again, he plays with good energy, plays with good physicality, and I think he's doing a fine job, but it's just about can he start making some some splash plays, I guess. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Um, you know, and, and that should fluctuate, and, you know, he's going to have to have a big week this coming week. We'll, we'll get into it more on Friday's pod, the preview pod, uh, but – that Detroit running game is no jokes. So we will certainly dive yeah. into that uh, a lot more, and that will also uh, go into some of the questions that we'll hit next in the mailbag. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.